When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, Bitcoin price heads under $36,000 as three-day losses near 12%. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. And as crypto analyst, Rec Capital shares here, looks like Bitcoin has flipped the $38,000 level into new resistance, which now means Bitcoin has confirmed a return to the twenty-eight to $38,000 range which was home to consolidation in quarter one and quarter two in 2021. And as Crypto Capo shares here, Altcoin's index is about to break the main support. Next support is 50% lower. Real capitulation below this level. Also keep in mind that two years ago on this date, Bitcoin just reclaimed $10,000. So we're up over 300% from two years ago, as you can see here in the Bitcoin yearly candles. You can see for 2020, we rose 304%. Last year in 2021, we rose 59%. And thus far this year, we're down 22%. Also, this just in breaking news, Portugal records its first ever Bitcoin real estate purchase. Also yesterday, El Salvador's Bitcoin president, Nayib Bokele, met with the president of Mexico. What do you think they discussed? Also in today's show, over $407 million in crypto liquidated in just 24 hours as Bitcoin plunges the four-month low. As Santiment Analytics shares here, Bitcoin is seeing the third largest capitulation week in over a year in terms of its ratio of on-chain transactions taken out a loss. The last time Bitcoin was this far negative for this metric was February 16th to the 22nd when prices jumped 20% the following nine days. Also in today's show, Argentina to shut down crypto activities to attain a $45 billion loan, says the IMF, which is ironic considering the move is just days after Banco Galicia and Burbank, the two largest private banks by market value in Argentina, stated announcing letting their customers purchase cryptocurrencies, as pointed out here by Saifedianamis, the Argentine government has been one of the world's best in destroying its currency over the past decades. Why is the IMF giving them $45 billion and trying to stop their citizens from having an alternative to their government's perpetually inflating Ishcoin? Also in today's show, here's the worst case scenario for Bitcoin amid crypto market tumble, according to crypto analyst Nicholas Merton, quoting him here. This is the point that I want to bring here. All the while, we could come close to it. We can come here to Towards $30,000. I think it is completely irrelevant and out of the question to think that we'd come down and touch $20,000. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, welcome back to another episode of Crypto News Alerts. I'm your host, JV. How's it going, crypto fam? Make some noise in the live chat. Now, Bitcoin fell further on the May 6th Wall Street Open amid a warning that the U.S. equity sell-off was not over. And here you're looking at the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Now, new data from Cointelegraph, Markets Pro and Trading View showed Bitcoin hitting 35,200 on Bitstamp, bringing three day losses alone to about 12%. Now, US stocks, which had seen a bloody May 5th, were in no mood for a relief rally as the S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 fell another 1% and 0.85% respectively. Quoting Mike Novogratz, the CEO of Galaxy Digital, the NASDAQ sell-off isn't over and commenting on the Federal Reserve's plans for a soft landing when it came to bringing inflation down to target. Novogratz warned that such a scenario would not happen on Bitcoin. Meanwhile, comparisons were emerging between spot price action now and the same time last year. Also like to point out that two years ago on this day, Bitcoin reclaimed $10,000. So we're literally up over 300%. From that time, and quoting crypto analyst Red Capital, looks like Bitcoin has flipped the $38,000 level into new resistance, which now means Bitcoin has confirmed a return to the twenty-eight dollars to $38,000 range, which was home to consolidation in quarter one and quarter two in 2021. And a further tweet flagged Bitcoin approaching a long-term support range, one which functioned as the second of two important weekly chart supports along with a now lost Higher low, as Rec Capital shares here, Bitcoin has lost one of the two crucial bull market support levels, macro higher low, which you can see here in the black. Bitcoin is slowly approaching a crucial demand area, macro range low in the green. This range low is what supports a macro reaccumulation range thesis for Bitcoin. Meanwhile, the altcoins saw mixed action as Bitcoin headed lower, but the overall picture looked bleak. Ethereum copied the 12% three-day losses on Bitcoin, while other major altcoins managed to slightly stem the blow. And the overall cryptocurrency market cap, Bitcoin excluded, nonetheless approached major support on May 6th. As Crypto Capital points out here, altcoins index is about to break the main support. Next support is 50% lower. Real capitulation below this level. And as shared here by Charts BTC, Bitcoin yearly candles. Let's take a look and see some of these gains. Back in 2011, we rose almost 1,500%. In 2012, under 200%. Then in 2013, we went parabolic, rising 5,429%, followed by a bear market in 2014, negative 56%, followed by a 34% gain in 2015, followed by a 125% gain in 2016. Then the market went parabolic once again in 2017, rising 1,300 and 35%, followed by a bear market in 2018, negative 73%, followed by 305% gains in 2020, followed by 59% gains last year in 2021, and thus far this year in 2022, we're negative 22%. And this just in breaking news, Portugal records its first ever Bitcoin real estate purchase, as well as more breaking news. El Salvador's Bitcoin president, Nayib Bokele, met with the president of Mexico yesterday. What do you think they were discussing? Hopefully making Bitcoin legal tender in Mexico. And before I break down next story of the day, over $407 million in crypto liquidated in just 24 hours as Bitcoin plunges the four-month low. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market. As you can see, Bitcoin, Ether, and many of the major alts are currently pumping. 
barely back in the green with Bitcoin up a half a percent for the day, maintaining just above $36,000, while Ethereum is up 0.2%, trading just under $2,700, while Solana and Avalanche are breaking out and in the green, while Luna, Binance Coin, Cardano, and XRP are all correcting and in the red. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Tens of thousands of crypto traders are having their positions liquidated as markets across numerous sectors close out the week. In the red, data from cryptocurrency futures trading and information platform CoinGlass reveals that on May 5th, more than $407 million worth of trader positions and digital assets were wiped out in a 24-hour time span. That's right. Among these losses, over $340 million worth of long positions were wiped out. Those who betted on a sustained drop of the crypto markets were also not spared by the volatility as $67.3 million worth of short positions were liquidated on that same day. As you can see here in this chart, brought to you by CoinGlass. Now, as the crypto markets continue to tumble, some of the biggest liquidations from Thursday into Friday came at the expense of Bitcoin traders. More than 2,000 BTC, worth $72.7 million, were liquidated over a 24-hour period, followed by Ethereum at $39.53 million. Now, a pair of newer altcoins that had seen big rallies as of late were not spared by the carnage as traders of the fitness app, GMT, and Yuga Labs, which is ApeCoin, witnessed liquidations in the tune of $7.36 million and $5.5 $2.7 million, respectively. Now, analytics firm Sansmit is also weighing in on the crash, highlighting that this week's correction marks one of the largest capitulation events for Bitcoin in the past year. As they share here on crypto Twitter, Bitcoin has seen the third largest capitulation week in over a year in terms of its ratio of on-chain transactions taken out a loss. The last time Bitcoin was this far negative for this metric was February 16th to the 22nd when prices jumped 20%. The following nine days, the firm also notes that Bitcoin witnessed a massive amount of on-chain activity amid the crypto market pullback, as they share here. After yesterday's mid-sized correction, the dust is still settling across crypto markets. Bitcoin's network had 1.17 million unique active addresses making transactions yesterday, which was the highest amount of utility since December 2nd. 2021. And chiming in is FUD puppet Peter Schiff, who wrote, it's curious that Bitcoin has held up so well around the $36,000 level. My guess is there is a concerted effort by large hodlers to prop up the price, judging by the continued carnage in every stock related to crypto. Perhaps whales are selling those stocks to buy more Bitcoin. And Dylan LeClaire chimed in, there's literally millions of us that buy every single day, regardless of the spot price. If you want to call that a concerted effort, I guess you're not wrong. And on a related note, I don't know of a single person that dollar cost averages a gold position. I personally know hundreds that actively do so with Bitcoin. Tell them. And before I break down next story of the day, Argentina to shut down crypto activities to attain $45 billion loan, says the IMF. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market cap, sitting at $1.65 trillion with $90 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The current Bitcoin dominance is 41.6%, with the Ether dominance at 19.7%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours, we can see GMT leading the pack up 16%, trading at $2.80, followed by Algorand up 12.5%, trading at $0.72, cents, followed by Zillica up over 10%, trading just above $0.08. Cents. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the week, you can see a sea of red with just a couple in the green, including Tron up 30% and Algorand up 13.4%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows were currently rated a 23 out of 100 in extreme fear. Yesterday a 22, last week a 20, and last month a 34 in fear. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, extreme fear can be a sign investors are too worried. That could be a great buying opportunity, aka BTFD. Buy 
about that freaking dip. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. The South American country, Argentina's central bank, released a statement on Thursday saying that the country's financial sector is not allowed to provide services related to digital assets that are not regulated. This effectively bans any crypto transactions within the official economy, which makes it ironic considering the move is just days after. Banco Galicia and Burbank, the two largest private banks in Argentina, stated announcing letting their customers purchase cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, etc. Now, the country has decided to disencourage the use of cryptocurrencies after the IMF approved a $45 billion loan. Things that make you go, hmm. Now, as inflation rates hit 20-year highs, the country takes a strong stand against digital assets. Now, the purpose of banning cryptocurrencies is to mitigate the risks and safeguard their economic system because the country takes crypto assets as trustless and permissionless by nature. According to the BCRA statement, who shares here, the measure ordered by the board of directors of the BCRA seeks to mitigate the risks associated with operations with these assets that could be generated for users of financial services and the financial system as a whole. Now, the move comes about a month after the IMF said that it would give the country a loan for $45 Now, the agreement requires the country to discourage the use of cryptocurrencies in order to protect its financial sector, or should I say protect the powers that be. The letter of intent contains an outline of Argentina's commitments to the deal addressed with the IMF, sharing the following. To further safeguard financial stability, we are taking important steps to discourage the use of cryptocurrencies with a view to preventing money laundering, informality, and disintermediation to strengthen the country's financial resilience. Now, the institution, BC, CRA expressed that Bitcoin and other cryptos could be used by criminals for money laundering and terrorist financing. Not like the U.S. dollar is not used for those two activities every single day. Now, also, they consider it untraceable. Thus, they criminals or bad actors can widely use them in drug deals, weapon financing, prostitution, etc. However, Chainalysis, a blockchain analytics firm, reports that money laundering accounted for just 0.05% of all crypto transaction volumes in 2021. This would mean that $33 billion has been laundered since 2017. And in comparison, the UN Office of Drugs and Crime estimates that $800 billion to $2 trillion is laundered each and every year using fiat currency, which is about 5% of the global GDP. Like, whoa. Now, the report of 2021 of Chainalysis showed that Argentina, ranked number 10 with the highest crypto adoption rates in the world. And with this bold step of banning crypto services, Argentina's government is trying to keep their citizens far from storing their money in crypto assets like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and stablecoins because they found that digital assets are a threat to their country's economic system. That, my friend, is a fact. The powers that be are shaking and they're scared. And as Saifedean Amas points out, the Argentine government has been one of the world's best in destroying its currency over the past decades. Why is the IMF giving them $45 billion and trying to stop their citizens from having an alternative to their government's perpetual inflating ish coin? And he continues, do Argentines really need to be indebted for decades to put $45 billion in the hands of their kleptocracy for further safeguard financial stability? Why does the IMF want to deny them the freedom to choose their money? That's the million dollar question. IMF borrowers are perpetual deadbeats going from one default to another. How the heck does the IMF still have $45 billion to give Argentine kleptocrats guaranteed to misuse them like they did with 100% of all 
previous loans. The answer is that the IMF gets this money from rich central banks' inflation, and the more deadbeat kleptocrats create crisis in poor countries, the more the IMF gets to demand rich countries to engage in more inflation. They need deadbeat kleptocrats to keep their hustle going. The IMF is not accountable to its beneficiaries in poor countries, nor does it face any real budget constraint. No matter how many deadbeat kleptocrats default on their loan, the IMF can't go out of business, and its budget can only ever grow. Imagine where these incentives lead. And he leaves us with this. The IMF bans countries from going on a gold standard. It is now urging them to avoid Bitcoin because economic freedom and sound money would unleash capital accumulation and prosperity, which would destroy the IMF's raison d'etre and infinite fiat credit line. So there you have it. And before I break down our final story of the day, here's the worst case scenario for Bitcoin amid crypto market tumble, according to crypto analyst Nicholas Merton. But first, I want to remind you to smash that show more button right below this video in the description for a detailed analysis of what's going on in the crypto market. This goes for all 1200 plus videos right here on my YouTube channel. Also, some very helpful resources for you to plug into, including my crypto merch store live at Merch cryptonewsalerts.net. Also be sure to smash that subscribe button and ring that bell to turn on all notifications to receive daily premium crypto news alerts every single day, just like this. And of course, you can find me on all the major podcasts and platforms from Spotify, home of the Joe Rogan experience to Apple's iTunes and Google Play. And if you're listening to the pod, be sure to check out the YouTube channel at cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video. And of course, you can follow me on crypto Twitter, Facebook, Telegram, and TikTok. So wherever you at, be sure to plug in and follow me there. But all right, now let's break down our final story of the day. A popular crypto analyst is considering how long Bitcoin could go as the markets head into the weekend on a sour note. In a new strategy session, Nicholas Merton gives his half a million YouTube subscribers a weekly wrap-up after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates and digital assets wiltered under major sell-side pressure. Quoting the crypto analyst here, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about what we talked about as our worst-case scenario. I've got to be honest with you guys. I'm going to stick to my guns here again. Maybe I'm wrong two times in a row, but I'm going to be confident in my statement here in the sense that while we could expect some further decline in price, there is a limit, a threshold where it is generally making sense at the end of the day to see price actually go down until we start to see people limit buying and also leading the charge on the market order flow, which is going to drive the price back up. Now, the data dash host goes on to say that while he can't pinpoint the exact date or how long the process will take, his intent is to provide a reasonable Bitcoin valuation range so his viewers can dollar cost average DCA less freaking go while building their positions. He identifies a cumulative market cap of Bitcoin and Ethereum as falling to sub $900 billion, whereas that figure currently stands at $1.1 trillion. Merton concludes by comparing the previous cycle tops and corrections to show that even after significant drops, the king crypto never actually fell to as low as the preceding cycle's peak. As he shares here, this is the point that I want to bring here. All the while, we could come close to it we could come here towards $30,000. I think it is completely irrelevant and out of the question to think we'd come down and touch $20,000. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst. Personally, I agree. I feel it is very unlikely we touch down to that $20,000 range. However, considering we're already in the mid 30,000s, I would not be shocked or surprised to see us touch as low as $30,000, but that's just my personal opinion. And to watch the entire video with Nicholas Merton entitled Bitcoin Bleeds 10%, here's what you need to know. Check the show notes below the video 
in the description. Now for the top three comments from yesterday's episode, Peter Davies wrote, I need Dan Held Hopium. It's the wind in my sails, high-grade fuel for my engine. That's what's up, fam. Shout out to Dan Held, Bitcoin Supercycle. Let's freaking go. And our next featured comment comes from Jenny Jones who wrote, Bitcoin Supercycle. Gotta love the sound of that. JV, thanks again. Great content. Never a dull moment in the crypto space. Hoddle, hoddle, hoddle. Cheers, Jenny. As always, thanks for your continued support, fam. Bitcoin Supercycle. Yes, please. Send it. And our third and final featured comment comes from Super Doge. Thanks for sticking to your bullish stance and not following the popular kid like other YouTubers are. You got it, fam. Keep it in mind. Just two years ago on this day, Bitcoin reclaimed $10,000. So we're still literally up over 250%. Since then, life is good. Hodl. And to be featured on tomorrow's episode, drop me a comment right down below.